Let me get that intro. Crash Talk Season 2. Season We're back, 2. baby. What up? We're the love of that. What up? What up? Bro. Yeah. What up? Nothing much, man. Tuesday here, January 12th, 12 days after the new year. Uh, a little later than expected, but better later than never. It felt good to have people re reach out to us and be like, yo, where's the show at? Where's yeah. the show? It's been like two weeks. Are you guys going to please? One of the homies that I didn't even know was listening to, he's like, please don't tell me that that was the end of it. Tell me that there's more. And yeah. uh, proud to announce this ain't ever going to stop, baby. There we go. Yeah. We just had a little little hiccup. But um, before we start, I just want to shout out to, to Port in Long Beach uh, sponsoring this vid. Port Beanie. Tea. Yeah, yeah. Support small business. Uh, shout him out. I think it was the homie Jeremy or Jerry. I think it starts with the J. He's always at the shop. Little Filipino dude. Um, not little, just Filipino dude. Mm -hmm. uh, but caught a convo with him before. Where are they at? In Long Beach. Um, across the street from Little Coyote on 4th Street. So it's next to a, another restaurant that is a bar that I have no idea what it's called. Oh, but sure. it's in Long Beach. It's on 4th Street. The dude in there serves um so he's cool so go support the brand shout out yeah. shout out jerry shout out to port well jerry probably put the little jerry jerry jeremy i think it starts with the j and if i butchered it i'm so sorry if you see this let me know <laughs> um but yeah shout out to you guys love your stuff um based off of the port in long beach i guess it used to be a big surfer area but um, ever since they added like the port and stuff it fucking moved everybody away yeah so what are you gonna do huh? yeah dude what are you gonna do we need feels good to be back for those who don't know, I was sick. I yeah, got the bro. vid, bro. Got the vid. I got the bro vid. That shit sucked. And you took it very well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Can you pass me a water bottle, by the yeah. way? Um, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Um, it, for me, I know everybody's case is different. Uh, it just, it kind of hit, I had a fever for a day. Um, and then um, uh, after Energy. that, just had like eye soreness for like uh, two weeks. By the time I was already feeling better, that's when I lost all sense of taste and smell. That was the most trippy part. Yeah. Like, I was eating and drinking everything that I could. Hot sauce, you know, tequila. garlic, onions, tequila, <laughs> everything. Couldn't taste a thing. Uh, so, that was kind of trippy. But um, aside from that, it I think the, the, the biggest toll was the mental toll of, of, like, just being home all day. And, like, you can't really do anything. Like, yeah. I thought, like, hey, it, it'll be cool because at least I'm quarantining and I'm by myself. But, like, half the time, like, my eyes just wanted to be shut. So, I couldn't really, like, consume anything or, like, keep my mind going. Right. I couldn't stop my mind from going, but I couldn't feed it any any good stuff, you know? So, yeah. I think that was, like, the biggest, the biggest thing. Once, like, I feel so good to be able to be here in the same room as somebody and talk. I remember, <laughs> yeah. like, calling you and FaceTiming and I was like... I need conversations with people. Like I need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize like how you I, I'm, social I'm, beings, man. Yeah, how you social know? how socially dependent I am because I, I'm I thrive being independent most of the, most of the time. Like yeah. I I I don't miss anybody. But having COVID for the first time, uh, or just like having a quarantine for the first time made me feel for the, like that I missed somebody and yeah, I had to take that. me for granted, bro. Dude. You know, don't take don't take these bro hugs for granted. <laughs> um. It's crazy because I feel like I know me personally, uh, if I already had the mindset of like, all right, if I'm going to get the Rona, that's 14 days to myself, I'm going to accomplish the world in 14 days. But the more and more I talk to people about their experience, the more and more I realize like, damn, you can't do shit during these 14 mm -hmm. days. Like you're just mm -hmm. 
suffering going through it your brain is too tired to even want to do something about it yeah you know did you kind of like feel that too like or had that thought before you got the run like oh 14 days yeah whatever yeah i was like dude i hope it hits me um i mean not just like that but because i had a lot of worries of like oh i don't want to get my parents sick and stuff but my parents got me sick so there was no guilt at all in having covid and i knew that around the time that i got it i wasn't around people anyway so i didn't feel like I don't, I don't, I didn't give it to anybody. So I didn't have that weight on me, which right. felt really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I thought I was gonna like be chilling. I was like, yeah, I mean, I've had fevers before, I've had coughs before. And I know that that's probably very similar to what it is, what I'm gonna feel. And, um, it was, but it was, it was definitely different. And it affected my psyche more than I thought it would. Uh, just the way I was thinking, I was having a lot of like really dark, thoughts and like nightmares and like i don't really get nightmares but i had like some weird dreams that just made me like woke like it woke i woke up feeling like so weird and um yeah i thought i was gonna accomplish a lot by the time that i had recovered but my quarantine wasn't over there was like a five six like a five day buffer where i was actually like feeling good but i had still had to quarantine i didn't even have that like energy that energy and the inspiration to like want to do anything i was just like man like my mind feels so i just felt like my mind was so spread out and like it was like play-doh and like just like got fucked and then now (laughs) i have to like come back and like get sharp (laughs) again like my mental acuity is still coming back to the normal or where i left off which i feel was such a high yeah so yeah um yeah took a lot took a lot to get out of it but um i'm feeling feeling good again and uh Remember just walking in, you you mentioned like, again, like we always say this, like the mind is a muscle. You don't mm-hmm. use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And like during those two, two weeks, I can only imagine not really driving your focus to anything specific. Like I remember you said you bought a Switch, right? Yeah. So you're just like, not saying video games are mindless behaviors, but it, it's just something that doesn't cause mental stress, I think, unless you're in it to like yeah. make money or something. But you're kind of doing something and having fun, enjoying it in the moment. But not having to go to work and do that and focus on work at work while doing work or having to do a studio session and focus on the studio session your brain just kind of like you said just yeah and and i think i was able to practice a little bit of focus um or a lot of focus because like i like you said i bought a switch so i was very focused on the switch yeah like but um and and there was no type of guilt because i knew that my only objective was to just get better so i had no guilt of just laying down and being like this all day just playing so i got super into zelda and mario kart and smash but um, once I started to feel better, my my desire to play just plummeted because I'm like, all right, cool. Like I can get back to regular stuff that I can be focused in, but yeah. it can also offer like fulfillment because it, video games don't offer any fulfillment for me, you know? Yeah. So um, so we can't give the users your, uh, your uh, username to catch this fade on Smash Brothers because you fucking own me on smash brothers and if i anybody got wants owned. a good fight like and play david play <laughs> crash because i, I, I mean like I, I grew up playing smash and mario kart and all that so um i you can catch that smoke on any of those yeah but um no nah, but dude i played joey the other day and this fool kicked my ass yeah and Joey's i'm just like all right i'm gonna and he was like hey don't feel bad i have quite a few hours logged into here and i'm like Sheesh. all right cool like this is still only my first couple hours uh in nintendo switch smash but um yeah, I mean, you know, w- once I got better, I was just like, fuck, like, I don't really feel like playing video games again. Like, yeah. 
And and that went away. And then I felt this void again of like, oh, I got to start focusing on the things that I hadn't focused on for the last two weeks. And especially because it was around Christmas time. So like the week leading up to Christmas time, you're like so, so like you're, you're so your mind is is being so much space in your mind is being taken up by just. Just the holidays, um, the holidays. You know, the, the act so of getting. It, it almost like, feels like I took do. a full month off because yeah. what are we yeah, on? Like the tenth, the twelfth today, the twelfth. Like so, the Christmas twenty fifth, the week before that, the seventeenth. So you're five days short of a month. Yeah, wild. Yeah. So um, it just feels good. I'm I'm trying to get back into my routine today. I, I got up early for the first time in like two weeks. I say early. I got up at seven thirty. But yeah, man, that's early, bro. Yeah, I mean, earlier than it's know? than it's been. Because yeah. while I was sick, I was getting up like at eleven, and then like waking up and spending like an hour in bed before I even get up. Yeah. But like I said, I felt no. Like I was like, hey, you didn't need to I'm do just it. trying to feel yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. But um, just focusing on yeah. your body, feeling good. I know. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. You started even like reading, picking up this this book over here. Mm-hmm. That I think you find yourself going back to more often than not. I'm always referencing that book. Um, I'm reading. I'm rereading it for um, for the second time or for the first time. I'm rereading it, um, and um, yeah, just uh, I, it's one of those books that you can just open up and and dive into. It yeah, and it, find something. it usually doesn't tell like a big story that it has like a, a you know a point at the very end of it. Right. So I like those types of books because I'm I'm that's the best way I learn. I'm like just give me all the Give me all the Give juice. Give me the meat potatoes right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need the, like the. The fluff, the yeah. the references to different stories on how this makes sense. And yeah. maybe three other stories on teaching the same lesson. Those are fun. Like they are fun to read, but as far as picking it up and diving r- right back into it, it takes yeah. longer uh, for the, like the, the books to have those stories because, you know, you kind of have to, it, it's so much context and yeah. this one doesn't have as much context. It's just content, you know? It's like the difference between jumping into like a show like Friends where each episode is something different and you can, you're not really as lost watching a random episode yeah. versus like a TV series like yeah. Queen's Gambit. You hop in that in the middle, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So nice, man. Yeah, hey, dude. Can you watch anything uh, exciting uh, or worth I started noting? watching Queen's Gambit, but I can't. It's hard for me to really, really get into shows. So Queen's Gambit, um, ten out of twelve. It's 12 awesome, out of 10. dude. I, I got, I got like four episodes deep. It is super, super dope. And yeah. I'm a big fan of chess. So, um, were you in chess I, club? I, I wasn't in chess club. I was in chess club, dude. I, I was, I, I was, I felt like I was too cool, and which means <laughs> I wasn't cool at all. That's to so think funny. that that's not cool. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, dude. Um, well, I went to like a fairly uh, Caucasian Asian uh, elementary school. I was like one of very few. Latinos in my school and yeah, me it too. felt like it was more that crowd mm-hmm. um and being in that crowd for sure made some friends um but it was always an after school program you know it's like okay you're gonna leave school to go to chess club for like 40 45 minutes and then make make new friends whatever mm-hmm. but it was fun i remember it being really fun for me then and then you know you just stop because it's not cool yeah you, yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, you go to chess club yeah what the fuck yeah where you your know, glasses go, at? You need a girlfriend, bro. <laughs> yeah. Get a girlfriend. Dude, at like, get what, a girl. nine, eight? <laughs> at, at not, dude, I remember uh, at, at my elementary school, we ended up having to have an assembly because there was a lot of kids that were getting together. Like, a lot of kids that started dating. It was like this elementary thing. School? Yeah. This is, uh, I was in fifth grade. No way. And I remember I had a girlfriend at the time. And, and uh, I was avoiding her. I uh-huh. would avoid her because I was just like... 
I was totally not ready for it, but it was happening everywhere. Like everyone was like hooking up, not hooking up, but like, like people were kissing and holding okay. hands and they were like itemizing themselves and wow. being like, oh, we're, we're a thing. So it became this thing and it was just kind of like, hey, if you like somebody, you get with them. That's what. Well, the assembly was if we find out that anybody's dating and we see anybody holding hands, disciplinary action will be taken. So oh we God. don't want any types of relationships or anything like that. And I remember it and I, I felt so guilty because I was like, I have to break up with my girlfriend. Like, I'm not about to get in trouble yeah. for this shit. Yeah. Like, I, I would run away from her to begin with. Like, you know, <laughs> and you're like nine, I, like, ten thinking about these yeah, things. Yeah, dude. Like, holy it, shit. The, the, the last uh, bell would ring to get, like, to go home. Yeah. I would run to my bus. I would run to my bus to, to avoid because it was like a thing. It was like, hey, David hasn't kissed Deanna. He has to fucking, David, come here. And then, like, I remember it. <laughs> Shout out Deanna. I remember um, <laughs> we were like standing, we were standing face to face, literally like, you know, a circle of people around us, like, kiss, 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 kiss. Oh and I was just God. there, like, I can't, like, it was my first kiss. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I, and I literally, like, Get out of the way. Just ran. Just ran. Movie, movie scene, like and zoom there in. There was this one time. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I, you know, that was that, that quickly became my routine as soon as I got into that relationship. Yeah. Book it to the bus right after school. One time I book it to the bus and I'm like one of the first people there and me and waiting for me at the bus was her. And no. she, she was just like, hey, like, I feel so bad. You know, I mean, at that age, you don't have the social <laughs> yeah. tools to be like, hey, honestly, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, whatever. So she was just there like, hey, like, I thought you liked me. And I was, and I, and if I did oh, like her, yeah. but I was a kid. Yeah. So I was just like, uh, and uh, we ended up, um, we never talked about it. And I, I ended up breaking up with her. And did you never and, kiss her? Like after that? I think that one day that might've been like my first kiss. Okay. Because I remember like hugging her. And I was like, I felt bad because I did like her, you know? I just didn't know how to like express it, do anything. Yeah. yeah. And I felt weird. So I was like, I'm going to kiss her on the cheek. And I think as I went to go kiss her on the cheek, she went to kiss me. And I, I think I remember us like a, a small peck. And yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, shit. And I was <laughs> literally like, ah, oh, get away. <laughs> Run to the bus. And uh, yeah, continue to avoid her. And uh, we're good friends now. And nice. <laughs> shout out to Diana for this experience. Deanna, Deanna. Story. Deanna shout out to her. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Never yeah, had that never had that experience. I I had that experience a couple times where like being socially pressured to to like date. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just like I felt I felt that pressure more so in middle school. Like I didn't start dating until high school, but definitely middle school is when like girls were girls friends who the girls friends who the girl liked you were the ones that were egging you to hang out with Emily. So Ashley likes me. Ashley's friends were the ones telling me like, Hey, Ashley likes you go talk to her, but I've never spoken a word to Ashley in my life. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you just have that social pressure from other people's friends to go talk to her. She likes you. And it's like, why didn't she talk to me? Mm -hmm. I, this could be all made up. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I was, and it sucks because it puts this pressure between you and her and then suddenly you're avoiding her Yeah, when you had nothing against her. But it's just like, nah, yeah. nah I just like, feel weird. Got a blast. Yeah, I got to go. Gotta Peace. Go. Peace. I remember uh, in seventh grade, um, th th I would consider this like my first like official kiss. Um, this girl named Brenda. I, I was like the new kid in the school. We had just moved to the city of Banning in the desert. And um, I made friends and stuff. And there was like this girl um, who... She was just like more mature than everybody else our age. Yeah. And she was just so ready for like a relationship and like intimacy, I think. And it was, I totally wasn't, you know, but I, I was attracted to her, but I just like, I was still a fucking kid. I was what, how old are you when you're in seventh grade? You're like 11, 12, 12 13, yeah. 12, 13. So um, it's the last day of school. We had liked each other. 
I had been avoiding the topic. Finally, on my last day of school, she was about to move to Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. And and I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell her I like her. So we we meet at the uh, at the corner of the of the school right right where she goes one way and I go the other. <clears throat> we meet and and I tell her I'm like yo uh, you know I like you um, you want to kiss what's up yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah let's kiss so we like kiss and I'm like oh hell yeah like it was a positive experience and I was like cool like I'll see you um, uh, never saw her again no okay. <laughs> no funny enough so that that day. We had kind of been talking on the phone like the week prior to that. Like your so, minutes? You're using yeah, your minutes on well, Brenda? Like she would like call and be like, hey, is David there? You know, it's like a house oh, phone. Landline. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a I didn't <laughs> have a yeah. I didn't have a phone until like eleventh grade or tenth grade. Same. So she's calling my house phone. I'm picking up. We're on the phone for like an hour. And I didn't really like she wasn't my girlfriend and I wasn't crazy about but she was just like the type to like the type of girl that's just like on the phone all day and she'll be having conversations with other people and still be on the phone. Yeah. That irks me sometimes. I <laughs> can't do like that. she's like 13, 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in general, I can't I can't yeah. stand when we're just on the phone and we're each having our own conversations with yeah. other people. It's like, hang up. But anyway, she, uh, <laughs> she, uh, I remember she was just talking and talking and talking. And I just like hadn't, I had the phone down and she was on speaker and I just like hadn't talked in like 20 minutes. It was just yeah. her rambling. And again, I didn't have the social tools to be like, hey, honestly, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. So I just hung up on her and like just didn't. And she didn't call me back or anything. The next day she had moved to to Arizona. The day after that, I get an email from her. She's like, hey, um, just want to say that you broke my heart uh, by hanging up on me. And I never want to talk to you again. And I want you to know that I found somebody already. And I'm very happy with them. Oh so my we're fucking God, 12 years old dude this is her first day in phoenix Holy and she found somebody shit. i don't know if she did i hope she did hey and brenda if you're out there <laughs> let us let us hear your side of the story brenda we need you on the show i don't remember her last oh name oh my god i never saw her again um and uh yeah i'm glad she found love right after that um, <laughs> i wonder how many people can relate to that moment of like pillow talk right like we've all had our fair share of moments where like um, the phone's just there Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything for like 10, 15 minutes. And it's just like so, something's going on about some story, you know? And then, like you said, we did back then, we don't have the social tools to be like, hey, I'm trying to go to bed or hey, like in a nice way. So it doesn't seem like we're going to break their heart, you yeah. know? Because you don't want to yeah. break her heart. She's 13, 14, whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're 13, 14. <laughs> yeah, you're you 13, know? 14. So you're to get your sleep. Like, this is the ugh. first time that you're like dealing with like somebody else's like, Emotions. disregard for your time as well you yeah know? you're just like uh how do i even go about this 100 mm-hmm. percent, dude that's crazy shout out to all of our first relationships that taught us a lot bro yeah first relationships um and it, i think it's so funny haha ha. just kidding not funny but so strange that like there's no relationship course or class mm-hmm. in like high school because I think that'd be so beneficial from like some sort of counselor, psychologist or something, or even psychology. I don't know mm-hmm. how to get offered psychology in high school. Maybe some people did, but just the yeah. ability to like learn how to interact with people. Like what are social cues that we need to learn? Mm-hmm. When is no, when, so no always means no, but how do you take that? No, you know, cause some people take no's and like, what said mm-hmm. no. And it's like, you know, it could, could get messy Yeah. Um, or emotionally it could get messy. Mm-hmm. Um, just learning different aspects and how to take other people's emotions um, that, would, that would be into, s- oh god you know in, into applying it like with us I, that yeah, would be so beneficial it. if we had some type of class of like learning like how to um 
how, how deal to, with other people's emotions. How to communicate with your emotions first yeah, and foremost. Too, shit, yeah. Because we, we are we aren't even really taught that. And then, you know, how to, you know, build uh relationships, even if it's not a romantic relationship, but just yeah. how to build friendships. And then there was such a stigma, at, at least in my head, um, back in high school, middle school, of you don't want to see somebody, you don't want somebody to see you coming in and out of the counselor's office because it's seen as like, oh, what's going on in your head? That's yeah. how I saw it. I was just like, if I didn't want to go see a counselor because I was like, damn, now I have counseling. Now right. something's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Like, And I think that, that kind of ties into when you grow up having the stigma of therapy, yeah. which I am all for now. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, 100%. we should all be like going through therapy and because a lot of us aren't offered conversations like what you and I have, yeah. which I feel our conversations are super therapeutic, but I talk to people and they tell me like, oh, I love watching that because I wish I could talk about that with my friends or like, oh, that type of conversation is never offered in my, uh, in my, my world, friendships. My yeah. Realm. yeah. So really, really important. I, I wish, you know, That's that so would true. be so cool. That would be cool, man. Like just counseling or forceful or, uh, you know, if in high school, it's like, Hey, once a week, you get to spend 30 minutes with this counselor and say whatever you want. Do you have to talk about stuff? No. Do you want to? Sure. Mm -hmm. And then the counselor's just kind of there, like, you know, not so much giving feedback. Giving feedback, maybe, if, if it's asked for. Like, mm -hmm. the worst thing I would want is for, like, a counselor to start shaping the minds of these kids um, into, like, the counselor's way of thinking. But yeah. if they're able to offer uh, constructive criticism and feedback in a good way to where the kids don't feel like they need um an answer from this one person at all times you know because mm -hmm. they got to be independent too like i would love the power to be independent at that age um like yeah. mentally yeah mentally yeah. shit physically just emotionally everything yeah man that's important man and i mean i think you know a lot of that is the parents job too you know uh, offering a you know um perspective yeah. and kind of offering an open forum like an open floor i feel like uh that's the best thing you can do for your child is like, tell me how you feel right now yeah. and we'll discuss it. And you might not have the vocabulary to like really express how you feel, yeah. but at least having that practice of, oh, this is how I feel. And it's not bad for me to express this. Yeah. And you see it in adults sometimes where they're like, you know, honestly, I was never really given the floor to like talk about how I feel. So I don't talk about how I feel now. Right. And when you're an adult, that's when you got to kind of take some responsibility and be like, yo, it's time to learn a couple things and unlearn a couple things so that you can be the best uh, member to, I mean, the best friend to your friends and the best partner to your partner, yeah. you know, so forth and so on. Yeah. Well, you touched on something like super important because how many people don't have the floor to talk about that at home, you know, like mm -hmm. um, healthy relationship at home in my house. But my parents never really talked about emotions, mm -hmm. which you kind of like when you said it, I was like, damn, low key. Like I have had issues in the past of like, trying to ex um, express myself because I never really had the floor to talk about it at home. Mm -hmm. um, but then it just goes to show like, all right, what else, what do you consume that shapes the way you think? And I think for me, it's like whatever was on TV or whatever was on the books or whatever I was searching on YouTube, I would kind of use that as the path to kind of steer my, my way of thinking, mm -hmm. which is probably more common than, than not. Like yeah. I remember being in middle school and uh, Jersey Shore being fucking popping popular mm -hmm. one of the most popular shows to where like i would come in i think fridays and uh on my chemistry table where we had like four heads mm -hmm. just all talk about jersey shore mm -hmm. and like oh i can't believe snooki did this or Polly did this or mike did this and i felt like those actions started being more transparent into the world of high school because they saw it on mtv or whatever was seen on mtv it was like okay that means i can do it that way too yeah big you know? time. which is like not the best thing like reality television shouldn't be watched by high schoolers that use that to like guide their 
mm-hmm. themselves on like what to do. Yeah. Um, but if they aren't being offered uh, that at home, at home, then it becomes something more than just entertainment. It yeah. becomes like a, a handbook, a rule book of like, oh, I'm gonna follow this because that's just what is taught to me. Yeah. Like, know? like just like, like talking out loud. Like, how important is it now? Like, for me to be a parent and offer that openness, like open the floor. You know, mm-hmm. like having looking forward to having a child and be like, hey, how was school? And if they say good, it's like, all right, we'll dive deeper. Because as the parent, you want to, you know, make sure you have that open floor conversation with your child. And it's like, oh, why was it good? Um, uh, like I see it in movies sometimes where like you have these little talkative individuals and they're like 10, 12, 14. They say the darnest things, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. They have the confidence in the parents to express every single little thing where it's like, oh, Becky uh, didn't like me today. Or she didn't say hi to me at the locker room. And I felt some type of way. But you know what? At the end of the day, like. When I went to go get my backpack, uh, when I was leaving home, she said hi, and that made it feel so much better. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. I would want that open, open yeah. floor conversation with yeah. anybody, I guess. No, yeah, big time. And, I mean, sadly, a lot of times it's really not up to the parents either. You know, say you're you're a struggling, you know. Um, you got to work two jobs. Yeah, you're working two home. jobs. You're emotional. I mean, you're mentally dead by the time. At least you're, like, picking up the kid from school or something. Yeah. And you might not even have, like, the like the mental, mental capacity. capacity to really have the patience to be like hey let's talk about all this as opposed to like did you eat all right cool do your homework and on for the next day because i'm already thinking about the next day i got to get up for work at four in the morning or yeah. something like that just being so, able to separate that separate your jobs yeah so it, we can't just throw a blanket over all of it but um it can always be beneficial to to open up conversations and even as an adult now i mean i feel like um, that's the type of conversations that I always love. And right. I realize how comfortable I am in talking about things that really matter to me, especially when I'm talking to somebody that disagrees with me. Yeah. Um, I, I thrive in that. I love that. And because I can truly listen to them and I will change my views on something if, if I feel like I need to, and I'll change it right there. And I have no type, no sense of like pride where I'm like, Oh, well, Oh, uh, you're kind of right, but ah, whatever. Like it's still, I don't like, I don't want to tell you that you're right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I think as I get more and more experience in talking about tough conversations, like talking, talking about tough topics, I can see who has the practice in that and who doesn't. And, um, you know, it's something that can change and can be strengthened through yeah. conversations. Dude. That's so important, man. Like, I always think about uh, even just working retail when people are like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? But then like one one side of that conversation isn't listening. So like it's like, hey, how are you doing? And then like the person that you say that to doesn't acknowledge that at all. And they're like, hi, thank you. And it's like, okay, but how many people are interested in like how you're really doing versus it's just like a routine habit. If someone mm. asks you like, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? And then it's like, okay, you don't get a response back. Yeah. Is it because we're just numb to that and not really caring? Um, and I've been really trying to focus on like trying to, what can I say to, that is not how are you? Um, that kind of triggers a more uh, personal response. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't figured it out, but I'm kind of just been trying to dial in something more specific versus mm-hmm. like, how are you doing? Or more so like, how was your weekend? How was yesterday? How was your morning? Yeah. Um, what'd you eat today? You know, like yeah. spur some sort of conversation. My big that thing way. that I always ask is, what are you up to today? Yeah. And that kind of gets into thing like, what am I up to today? Yeah. And then that kind of opens up a little sense of, of, uh, you know, conversation that you can actually have as opposed because I, 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 yeah, like I realize I don't really ask like, how are you? How are you? Yeah. And if I do, I'm like, look, I'm trying to stare into their soul. I'm like, how are you? Yeah. Like, it's tell like me everything. When you ask them twice, like, how are you? And it's like, thanks. It's like, no. How, how are, are you? you? 
you know <laughs> like, oh um, shit uh, i gotta get back to work dude yeah oh shit he's, he, and then it's like the meme and the the person taking that how are you it's like oh my god he wants to talk about my feelings right now um and then you have this like fire burning in your head of like he's trying to get to know me he's trying to he's asking me a real question yeah. oh my god and, and then, then you're like how like, am i actually yeah. i haven't really thought about that you're like you know like that meme of um of that lady she's like how are you? and then it has all the math equations uh, all yeah. around her she's yeah. like how am i uh, I, don't, I don't know i don't know yeah 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 it just goes to show that we don't take the time to like check in with ourselves either you know Big time. like i would love to be able to answer that question like this in a blip because mm -hmm. you know that means i'm just more in tune with myself mm -hmm. like you asked me how i'm ready. i'm actually i'm doing great man i'm doing fantastic had a great day how about how about you and it's like oh fuck someone tells you that and then it, what if you didn't have a great day you know mm -hmm. and it's like oh shit this guy just had a fantastic day and i had a shitty day do i want to tell him about my shitty day uh maybe maybe not um but open platform for anybody man and like, i can't tell you how many times i've started to talk about how i feel for the first time yeah. and then listen listen to myself say it and i'm like oh i actually didn't really realize that i felt so passionately about this or i had this type of stance on this not until i said it right. so i feel like th there's so many benefits to just talking about your feelings yeah. because you you think you know exactly how you feel until you say it and you're like oh you know what i i feel a little different than the way i thought i did after me saying all this and hearing myself say yeah. it and and uh, sometimes you'll say things that i'm like ah i mean sometimes i'll say things and i'll be like i don't know if i fully agree with that yeah or like oh yeah you know what 100 percent. i feel more strongly about it than i thought i did but um that's neither here nor there yeah man speak your truth talk about your feelings and wait for this, ne this next episode crash crash talk episode two weekly challenge yeah what do you got for the week no week weekly challenge uh you know s speak your truth uh yeah. talk about something that is important to you regardless of how comfortable or uncomfortable you feel because you never talk about it yeah. and if you care to share with us we we respond to all the dms we appreciate all the engagement yep. shout out to everybody that's been listening yep. um just a simple like comment subscribe share save share it helps us all out so appreciate it guys happy tuesday happy tuesday guys we'll see you on the next one talk Peace. soon deuces